everybody uh welcome back to the woods cast i am justin coming to you from chicagoland and this is a podcast of two dudes who were told we are brothers uh we enjoy maybe a couple too many adult beverages and we like to shout into the abyss that you guys call life but we understand as a simulation done by the reptilians to make you docile and as always everything's made up and the points don't matter uh, with me, per the usual, is the other half of this Woods cast, my brother Shay. What's going on, Shay? I am a 30-something white man. I'm underrepresented, and goddammit, people need to hear my opinion, Justin. Let's do this thing. We uh, we both have shaved heads, so we couldn't get bangs, so instead we started a podcast. Exactly. Right. Yeah, my friend Katie said that. She's like, you know, starting a podcast is a white dude's uh, equivalent of getting bangs. And I was like, oh, damn, I'm shook. Like, that stung. Uh but um, we haven't done this in a while. We've been busy, uh, dicking around, dicking off, not not uh, not solving the world's problems like we usually do. Yeah. And oh, yeah, uh, and by that I mean we have about eight beers and talk about transformers. Yes. Too much. That is accurate. Yes. You know that was one of Rachel's uh, first. Uh, uh, like I, I have talked to several people who listen to this podcast, and they all have actually very glowing reviews. Uh, I believe we've discussed before that they say that we had uh, we have great voices for radio. That's th- to say that about my face. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's a step away from saying we have faces for radio, which yeah, is that's... an insult. But um, that was one of Rachel's or- original complaints because we used to talk about the fun stuff first, and she was like, I "Yeah, just I just can't listen to you guys talk about fucking Star Trek for forty-five minutes before you talk about the news." I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." But anyway, well, I'm sorry. I'm gonna yeah, roll, I'm gonna this out. You're not my target demographic, Rachel. Oh no! And she also followed that up with, uh, "I was like, you listen to the podcast?" She's like, "Not, not often." I was like, "Why not?" She's like, "I live with it." It's like, ah, oh, <laughs> touche, touche. Um, but no, yeah. So we take a break. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, got a lot of shit to cover. Um, all of it dumb. Um, so much of it dumb. Uh, I guess we should start with. Uh, I've had about four beers. Uh, replaced the keg today, so. Partaking a little bit earlier than usual, Shay. What's what's your uh, what's your fare? Uh, right now I'm working with um, I'm doing uh, oh my god, this is gonna sound so douchey. Snow melting vodka, so it's pretty heady, bro. Because <laughs> that's a very Colorado phrase. Would you drink a bra snow melting vodka? But it's literally it's uh it is a it's a seltzer called snow melt. Oh, cool. That uh yeah they're I don't think they like I don't like seltzers. I'm gonna put this out there. Like generally speaking, they all taste like the hard seltzers. Tastes like, like fucking cough syrup. Well, hard sell. Yeah. I'm yeah, not- like White Claws, Trulies, all that shit. I don't like it. But these are fucking good as shit. And the flavor I've got here, juniper and, li- juniper and lime, is excellent with vodka. So it's basically oh, yeah. a vodka soda, but the soda also has booze in it. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at yeah, there. Yeah. We, we went on a, a real big tear back in like the early 2000s when um, all of the stores, great value, uh, you know, the great value one is the one we bought a lot of, but um, Walmart had the, you know, the um, carbonated flavored waters. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like there's no calories in or anything. It's just a carbonated flavored water, so it's it's basically. You're talking pit. about that. You're talking about the ones that have, like, artificial sweeteners in them, right? The big, the plastic bottles. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's like peach so mango and, and strawberry. But that shit, those are so good on vodka. Exactly, exactly. So, so we would do, I mean, 
it's just it's it's a it's a mixer in its purest form. It's just flavor and carbonation, basically. Yeah. And oh god, we would sit out on on uh, Buddy Mark's porch and just mix those you know heavy pours with that and vodka and just get fucking annihilated drunk and feel so bad the next day because that's nothing a but... cheap drunk too. Because one yeah. of those because you get yourself like a handle of pop off and fucking a bottle or two of those and. You could just just slam that. I've yeah. done that exact mix before. For me, my ple- my poison was the uh, the uh, mandarin orange one with some vodka, mm. and that shit is all day. That is real good. And um, I had a um, a Bacardi a Bacardi. Uh, see, I, I don't drink the co- diet coke anymore because it has that phosphorus in it, phosphorus in it, and I uh, only have the one kidney. Because you're what, Justin? A hero. I'm a hero. Um, and God, Rachel's getting tired of me bringing that up. But anyway. Um, the, uh, um, I used to drink Bacardi all the all the time back in the day. We either drink Bacardi or the step down from that, which was Jakeen's, which is fucking horrible. And I don't know where I got like blind Jakeen's drunk, but the smell of just regular white rum now, like, kind of makes me a little nauseous. And uh, I had I tr- I'm I, definitely not a fan. Yeah, I tried uh, I tried a uh, just a Bacardi and a ginger ale the other day because most of the shit I drink now is ginger ale. Uh, Diet ginger ale, Verner's all the way. But um, yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, I finished the drink, but I was like, "Oh man, I am, I am. It is, it is 2002. I am in Mark's uh, living room. We are watching one of the prequels. Uh, my head is already starting to hurt. Uh, I'm trying to come up with my Taco Bell order, so it'll make, so I won't throw up. I mean, it was that. It, oh God, it's so weird how that smell and taste will take you back to a different, you know, a memory. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, since we're sharing those memories, for me, it's Bacardi Lemon. That lemon rum Bacardi makes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, we drank. Uh huh. We. I was 19 or 20 um, and went to a New Year's party. And, uh, you know, it was all the guy. It was all of us from that's my senior class were there because those are still in town. And, oh, man, I woke I thought pretty sure i woke up in a bush the next morning like it was i drank almost the entire bottle like and i just i just distinctly remember i remember that because uh dude's dad comes out front and he's like i I remember waking up and thinking like man this bed sucks and he's like shay shay what's up man you okay yeah i'm fine you're in a bush man you fuck out my bushes Oh damn! And I'd like like fallen asleep and just destroyed half of this bush oh. that he had in his front yard because I'm a big fat ass. Yeah, it was solid. But anyway, uh, for a long time, even anything lemon flavored in general, like lemon Ooh, candy, lemon that, aid, yeah. anything. I oh, that. I just immediately I'd have to hold back a puke because like, oh. I, I still um, to this day the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. I can. Uh, I I was wit- I witnessed uh, Will and Mark's uh, you know liquor near-death experience they had decided that they were all frou-frou now and we're going to drink uh liquor on the rocks and this is like 2005 you know we're like 25 years old i was like whatever the losers i'm gonna put i'm gonna put some vodka and juice and just sit here and sip it like a girl um and uh, they had bought a huge bottle of southern comfort and we're drinking it like just you know just over some some ice and i proceeded to watch them from like a seat at the other, you know, they like they were sitting at a table talking to each other, facing each other, drinking, you know, just drinking basically shots of Southern Comfort, you know. And I, I, I sat in a chair across the room talking to um, our friend Tish, uh, and I was like, I just watched it happen, like in slow motion. It was really funny. I was like, they're so sick. They're so sick right now, but they're too drunk to know it. 
They just don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Anyway. I, yeah, there's, anyway, there's we have a drinking problem. Holy yeah. shit, right, we're recording this. Yeah. Somebody somebody sat and listened to that. Anyway, what's up? What yes. we got is there anything happening? What are we doing? Alrighty, so let's go through the weekly numbers. I was just gonna ask like what you were gonna be sipping on for the podcast, and that turned oh, into a, uh, a deep dive into all of our dis- our disorders. Um, yeah. all right, so we are in the one thousand three hundred and thirty thirty third day of the Trump administration. Shay, you will be uh, happy to know it's been 825 days since Donald Trump solved the North Korea situation. Um, I've never felt safer. Uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that that guy's either uh, Kim Jong Un is either dead or in a coma, and if his sister steps up, we're completely fucked because she's gonna she's gonna bomb South Korea into oblivion. Is his? I I don't know anything about his family. I'm assuming they're all completely insane. It's uh, the, yeah, yeah, all signs point to yes. And um, she apparently is in charge of their, like, Politburo and, um, uh, I don't want to call it CIA, whatever the hell their version of the CIA is over there, you know what I mean? So she's in charge of, like, the the people that go out there and say that when he was six, he uh, fired three shots out of a rifle and got three bullseyes, like, like that shit, and then making people disappear. So I think she has two-thirds of... The government, um, pretty much under her sway, from what I what I've read. But it's all, but it's all such, such conjecture. You never know. It's it's all it's all complete bullshit or a hundred percent truth. You just never know with that kind of a hermit country like that. Um, uh, it has been two hundred and seventy one days since Donald Trump was impeached. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, th- that anniversary is going to be after the election. So whether he wins or loses, I'm definitely going to tweet him that. Uh, you know, happy impeachment anniversary. Yeah. Um, so that was December 18th, but it's been, uh, 221 days since Donald Trump was acquitted and we are in our 187th day of a global pandemic and we are just 50 days away from the election. That snuck up. That kind of snuck up on me. Like when I wrote that, when I typed in 50 days, I was like, yeah. well, how, how, I think I'm going to wait until the first debate oh, until we'll it there. really feels like elect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I realistically, want... realistically, we've been in election since that since he took office for the last four years. Like, oh yeah, because our, our our election cycle just never stops. But, um, God, I, I hate to say, it, I'll vote for anyone that makes some sort of federal law where election time is six weeks, only campaigning during that. That's it. Anyway, I'll do you one better. Um, I'll do you one oh, better. Uh, since the president is the commander in chief, I've said this for years, and it would stop a lot of these dumb wars. Is that if the commander in chief, because that's what the president is, wants to send our troops into battle, he has to lead them on the battlefield. And then just, <laughs> yeah, and we would never just, go to war. <laughs> wouldn't that be a shame, right? And also, yeah. um, let's say you've got a guy that's hell bent on going over there and kicking Iran's ass or anything. Um, you just change the cycle so that in a span of four weeks, we can pick a new president. You know what I mean? Like, so we're just popping them off left and right. Like, if, if they want to go over there. And you know if they if they're feeling froggy and they want to jump and they're gonna they're gonna invade Iran and somebody just pops their head right off from you know a mile away then over here in the United States we're like all right well that guy's dead uh everybody nominees let's go you know you're on the clock let's go let's go yeah. let's go stop, stop, <laughs> yeah stop I mean, making it this three year process you know yeah 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 that's yeah. fucking god fifty days that is bananas yeah that that I, I knew we were getting close but when I typed yeah. out fifty days in my little outline here I was like ooh. That, that, that kind of yeah that's that's yeah that's you know um I yeah I, I think the first debate is when I because I haven't real I'm not really 
Well, hold that thought. Paying attention, we'll but I'm not. We'll get there. Yeah, I, I that's what, that's what I mean. I'm just like, it's like, eh. Well, uh, the um, general consensus is is um, after Memorial Day, shit, Labor Day. I can never keep those two straight. Labor Day. After Labor Day. That's when everybody like pays attention. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what everybody that's, says. Yeah, I know, and I know, I know that's the general. Right, and what's and, it? Yeah. and generally they say that any polls that are going to come out Labor Day or after are predictive of what the you know where the country is going. You know, because every poll is a snapshot yeah, for sure. of what's happening right, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. We're, we're close enough. Blah blah blah. Both tickets are filled out. Um, I personally think Kamala Harris is doing a pretty good job as vice president, uh, vice presidential candidate so far. Um, and uh, but no, okay. So uh, right now where we sit, so you got um, uh, Biden is nationally uh, up seven and a half, seven point one percent on Trump. Um, in the battleground states, he's up uh, three point five. Let me let's, you know. Let me bring this up and talk about each battleground state. And then um, the uh, oh fuck, fuck me Windows. So I'll say this while you're uh, doing in in uh, you know live stream tech support. We like a full uh, what I like to call our podcast is a tactile experience <laughs> um, for our for our listeners. Uh, uh, f- full 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 uh, uh, in- involvement in it. Uh, right stutters. now Biden's at yeah with stutters. He's at seventy six and a hundred. Ooh, did like, it just I'll, I'll change? Find- 538 it just changed so right now trump's 24 and 100 and biden is 76 and 100 which is up one point from earlier today is that's what i was gonna say when i wrote yeah. that shit down at like 6 yeah. p.m it was 75 out of 100 which shay let's just go ahead and reiterate the thing we've said over and over again 25 percent is still is a, a good chance yeah like you know like, that's one in four motherfuckers yeah, dude, you know? that's um, like so yeah, yeah, that's how that goes. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, any anyone who was and we've said this before, but anybody who looked at it looks at these kind of numbers, not just five thirty eight, but anyone says like, oh, it says he has a one in four chance. Sweet, Biden's a shoe in. You're a dummy, and you don't understand how statistics work. Like that's just flip not, a coin four no. times. Yeah, and see, that's that's the, like it's not out. Yeah. You know, like he could very like I. You know, is it let? I looks like it's less favorable for him now than the last time he was running but that also i wonder how much it has to do with like people don't like joe biden but man they like joe biden more than they like hillary clinton yeah that was that was um and i think we've talked about that before and in that joe biden is not the you can't make a boogeyman out of joe biden the way that you could with hillary clinton because there was oh fuck me running what 30 years of um the uh limbaugh's and the um uh, Mitch McConnell's and the uh, Lindsey Graham's just just wailing on Bill yeah. Clinton, and then by default Hillary Clinton. I mean, there was there was uh, one person. I, oh God, I don't think it was. I think it was a it was a supporter of of Trump. They asked, and they're like, "Well, she, you know, she should have done something to make him not cheat." And like they like legitimately blamed her for for Bill Clinton's infidelities, and you know, so there was. She was the other. She was a woman. She was part of this cabal that they and we weren't. We're not even talking QAnon at this point, right? We're not even talking QAnon. We're just talking regular. We hate the Clintons. There was a Clinton kill list, like all of that shit. Joe Biden is every is like seventy five percent of what Donald Trump is. He's old. He's white. He's you know. I mean, he's not. A, I mean, Joe Biden's not as wealthy as Donald Trump, but like you know, uh, Joe Biden has a middle class background. That, you know, is long since, I mean, he's 77 years old. So like, you know, like saying that he came from nothing now, he's been, you know, he's, he's a millionaire. I mean, he's a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. But Donald Trump is, 
by any means a billionaire, yeah. whether it's four or a hundred, like he likes to say. Like, he's richer than me. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. Probably uh, he's way more in debt than we are, so it might not be. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, Justin, uh, and this is just a Woodscast News Blast. Uh, <laughs> I, I am that phrase. so close to paying off my credit card. Mm-hmm. Which you know, and it's a typical. You know, it doesn't matter you know, what the balance is or whatever. But like, it's one of those things you always, you know, a lot of people struggle with. So, and uh, now that makes me, I believe, middle the new middle class, which is I don't have any money, but I also don't have any debt. Yeah, Rachel. And I are, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Also, um, Rachel I, yeah, Rachel and I are, are are working at that. When we moved here to Illinois, we bought a bunch of new furniture and a bunch of stuff, and it's like we're just trying to you know get that back off. Um, Actually, fun fun thing. I just like just a couple uh, months ago, I had a lot of work to do on my truck, and it was like thirteen hundred dollars worth of like brakes and shocks, and uh, I think I had to get um, uh, the uh, suspension like something repaired on the suspension. And the girl that um, girl that's dismissive, young lady that was um, checking me out, she was like, "Wow, that's a lot to spend on this truck. Is this like your favorite truck?" And I was like, "That's it's not thirteen hundred dollars. No, well, and also oh, yeah. thirteen hundred bucks is." All right. Well, okay. First of all, two points. Thirteen hundred bucks, standard maintenance. Yeah. Like at least that that you know that's what you're gonna yeah. that's what you're gonna you're gonna pay like every every couple of years or you know so your year once a year every other year you'll pay about that on just about any car. Second, Justin, you are a smart man. You should be doing your own brakes, bro. Oh, I, I didn't Do have your time. Own brakes. I, I didn't have time. Okay. All right. You know how time. to though, right? I, I know I'm gonna sound like dad. Okay. Because I, st- I stopped paying some the biggest, best decision I ever made in my life was learning how to do my own rotors and pads, and that's all. Yeah, I no, it's not hard. You just, you just take all that shit yeah. off, you bolt it back down, you put it back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a big deal. But you're but, a big deal. You're a busy guy, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm hella, bu- I'm hella busy I and hella important. But yeah, I was like, no, uh, I would just rather pay $1,300 than what? Get a five hundred dollar a month car payment. What? Where? Where? Where are we going, this lady? Like I, yeah, I don't understand truck. that. People are like, okay, so I have to spend fifteen hundred bucks to do repairs. Like, okay, so uh, the last big repair I had on my car was crankshaft sensor. It was like two grand because I had him do some other shit in there. And I was, and the guys, you know, those like, you sure you want to do this? I was like, well, how many more miles will I get out of the car if I do it? And he goes, I don't know, probably two hundred thousand. Like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it because the fucking car payment fucking sucks, and this bitch is paid for. Let's exactly, go. exactly. It's, it's, it's math is fun. Let's no. go. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So back to uh, actual other math. To Jesus Christ, this is terrible for anyone that actually listens tonight. Ah, they're fine. They're fine. You're, Hopefully yeah, they're, they're drunk, fine. too. Yeah, that's um, true. I would, so, I would highly suggest it. Speaking of battleground states, uh, so we got Wisconsin. Biden's up by 6, 6.3. Florida, 1.2. Florida's always going to be close. Um, Pennsylvania. Um, good Lord. Stupid website. Um, Pennsylvania is 4.3. North Carolina is apparently the new battleground state. Have you heard this shit? I I, I don't believe it. We'll see. But North Carolina. I have people tell me Texas is a battleground state, too. And I'm like, uh, I've been told that for decades. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. Texas. So you got uh, 0.3 for. Yeah, 0.3. Biden has a 0.3% lead in uh, North Carolina. Um, Michigan, he has a 4.2% lead. Then in, I am not subscribing to Real Clear Politics. Stop asking. Um, Minnesota, Michigan, Arizona. 
Arizona's 4.5. That could be a big flip. I, I, I didn't realize that um, Trump carried Arizona in 2016 as, as well as he did. So that's going to be a big flip. Yeah, Minnesota's it's going to be, what, 6, 8.8. Minnesota's 8.8. So basically those four states that he flipped, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Florida, and Ohio, of those, or those three that he flipped, that's going to be a big, a big thing. And he's not going to win all three of those, and he has to win all three of those. And if he loses North Carolina or Arizona, he's fucked. So it's, you know, like we said before, it, 25% is not a, it's not a solid, uh, you know, it's not, it's not in the bag, but that number started out at 70, 30 and has gone down since they released that pull. I mean, I get it. Donnie's crushing it. Yeah. He's such a good president. He's so um, good at what he does. Speaking of crushing it, there is a money crunch that has popped up that I find hilarious. So have you seen these articles about the Trump campaign suddenly running out of money? No. Yeah. I've seen a whole lot of messages from Biden's campaign oh, being yeah. like, they keep out raising us to give me money. But Well, I've actually seen them send me an e- They sent me an email with a poll that I knew was wrong about like the battleground states. They're like, our internal polling says we're losing by five. It's like, that's cute. You guys are fun. Like, I know what you're doing. But they, um, they, they, they take a bunch of polls. They pick the worst one. They send that out so people donate, right? Well, and also it's a good. It's actually a good. It's a good strategy to just be, just to plan your entire campaign as if you're five points behind. That, you know, I mean, that's not bad because yeah. everything I've seen has said the opposite. That they're either like super close or Biden's ahead in most. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a snapshot as of now, people. That doesn't mean he's going to win. Right. And the way the electoral college works, uh, Trump has an electoral college advantage right now, which would translate to about a three to five percent um, uh, poll differential. So, if you see a poll that says Biden's up by seven and a half, that means Biden's really up by two and a half in the actual you know turnout. So, like that's the thing. But regardless, so last week a couple of stories started dribbling out because Biden had released their third quarter uh, fundraising and they crushed it. $365 million was raised just in the third quarter for the Biden campaign and Democrats. Um, well, the- uh, uh, Justin, I have a quick question. Uh, now, the Trump campaign's not doing well because I distinctly remember Donald Trump telling me he was so rich he didn't need to take donations. Now, that was 2016. And yes. he was going to self-fund his campaign. Yes. He did, checks notes, not do that. Ah, yes, yes. Continue. He did not do that. Now, so as of July of last year, the Trump campaign had raised $1.1 billion fucking dollars. And that's probably the Trump campaign and the GOP you know, together. Had raised $1.1 billion going into this election cycle. Um, right now, they have pissed away $800 million of it. Which is amazing. A lot of it, do we know what they're spending it on? Well, th- that's the thing is because you can go through all the receipts. It's all up there on the FEC website. Yeah, well, I'm and, not going to do that. That's what yeah, and you can also pick out the things that makes them look stupid, which is what I'm going to do. But <laughs> zing. But there's a lot. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff there that we knew about that is not good for a campaign. Like Donald Trump is just burning through campaign cash for legal defenses, like trying to to keep people from seeing his taxes and shit. So oh, man. That, do you think his taxes will come back up during this election? 
during this election, it'll constantly be brought up that he has not released his taxes. Will like, we see? Th- I really, I really want to see before election. No, 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 no. no, no, no. What I want to see is Biden like have ha- that has a printout of whatever when you set when you give someone air quotes your taxes, whatever that looks like printed. I want right. him to have that on stage and just be like, literally, here's my taxes. Where the fuck are your taxes? Just yeah. to be a just to be a pedantic old turd. Well. You you heard he what? said he'd release them after he got uh he got uh, elected. He said that if I you know I'll release them later. Checks notes. He didn't do that. He did not do that. And he has since tried uh, repeatedly in court to stop the um, Southern District of of New York, if I'm not mistaken, from executing a subpoena on not him but his bank. Because they yes. would have a copy of his taxes because yes. what Donald Trump and Donald Trump's business has done and is easily documented has done a lot of bank and real estate fraud. To, uh, you know, the short and quick of it is, excuse me, at tax time, you deflate all of your assets because you don't want to yeah. pay taxes on. Then later that year, when you want to take out a loan to buy a new property, <laughs> you wonder what having assets these- is like. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, like I just pay my taxes. I don't. I don't fuck with this shit. But yeah. um, that could be the problem. I, I was talking to you know our buddy Corey about this, and I was, my my point of view is like we're not gonna. He's not gonna be taken down before the election. We're not gonna see his taxes before the election. But what would make me happy, and and just you know just to be like a thousand Christmases rubbing up against my junk, is that he loses the election and then spends. Every day until he dies, just getting absolutely fucked with by the states of like just suing the shit <laughs> yeah. out of him. You know, it's like everybody's just suing the absolute shit out of him. Let's left be and clear. Right. How old is Donald Trump now? Donald Trump's 73. 73? Oh, no. He could still be around for a long time. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Although, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like he just, just spends until his like late 80s. Just getting fucking, fucking pissed at. Just, just pissed yeah, on by the Southern stuff. District of New York. Yeah. But, um, but it, yeah, so they pissed away a lot of money. A big chunk of it has gone to legal defenses and his legal fees, which has actually sparked some some uh, very earnest and, and I think understandable um, uh, anger in his his base and, and the donor class. They're like, you know, we're, we're, we're giving you this money to win the election and get another four years of MAGA, not to fucking, you know cover your ass in new york because you did a bunch of shady land deals back in you know, yeah like a bunch of tax shit like I, yeah i get that like and you know i mean if if joe biden or, or you know uh barack obama had done something similar like that yeah that would that have been bullshit but um the one i would like to point out that is so petty is so fucking petty is that they spent one million dollars on an ad buy in dc deep ass blue washington dc just so that Donald Trump would see his own commercials on the TV he watches all goddamn day at the White House. Like, he, they just they just airlifted into ads. They pissed away a million dollars so Donald Trump would see ads for him sandwiched between Fox and Friends and whatever the shit comes on after Fox and Friends. I don't know. Neil Cabuto or some shit like that. But, like, that's, that's, that's the petty thing I know happened. Now, there's all these other accusations, like, that they did a bunch of other stuff for money. But, you know, you can track that down. I don't care. But I know he did the petty thing because I know he's a petty man, and that's how that works. But as far as money goes, the Trump campaign did not come out and make a big show of their third quarters. I've seen it reported as three hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, two hundred and fifty million, meaning that Joe Biden raised one hundred fifty million more than he did in those three months. So if those numbers are right, 
and the real they have to file by the twentieth with the FEC, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like Joe Biden just leapfrogged over uh, uh, Donald Trump in cash on hand, and they're gonna and and um, the other thing I wanted I don't know if you heard this, but they just pulled a five million dollar uh, ad buy out of Ohio. Like so, like either they think they can spend that money elsewhere, or they're saying. Maybe we're just not going to win Ohio, or they think they've got Ohio because Ohio, like, just read them off. It's like point eight or some shit like that. It's not. It's close, huh? Yeah. I if well, I mean, I mean, I, you know, again, uh, not an expert, but my my thinking would be if you're if you've got the money to burn and it's that close in Ohio, that's where you're going to dump money. Yeah. The only reason you would pull out is either a you think it's a, a loss, which point eight is not a loss. That, that's that's basically that's that's coin flip. Yeah, that's a coin flip. And then uh, or you just don't have the money and because because yeah. you have to spend more money in somewhere that's point eight than you would in somewhere that's a lot further in one direction or the other, because that's like a fight. Yeah, yeah like you're, you're right. So and, and the uh, the reporting I've read is that the fact that Joe Biden has so much cash on hand, he's outspending Trump like almost 10 to one in um, TV and, and digital ads. And they're putting some serious money into places like Georgia, North Carolina, and Texas thinking, you know, maybe this will be the time we can turn it blue. Like, I don't think any money that's put into Texas <clears throat> is a waste, even if it doesn't flip this year, because it's only a matter of time. Like no. the demographic. Yeah. Yeah. The, <clears throat> excuse me. The demographics of Texas are changing so fast that I don't know, it'll be interesting. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I mean, we're going to have so many mail-in ballots that I, I don't expect a call on election night. But if you see a Texas or Georgia flip blue, I mean, that's that's the ballgame. <clears throat> ah, man, I would love to uh, see him lose and all not just lose, but also lose like a traditionally red state. Like, I would love yeah. to see him lose and like he loses partly because like Texas flips blue or Florida or Ohio or um, well, you know, uh, Florida and Ohio, they go back and forth. Those they do, go, yeah, 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 yeah. But Texas, but, well, you flip Flo Texas. Texas is a big deal. Uh, yeah. Florida, I like because uh. It's uh, uh, he's got a footprint there physically, like with Marlargo. That's, that's why I would like to see that. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that would be fun. That that's why would, that there's no there's no real political thing there that goes back and forth all the time. I just that would be very satisfying to me. And also, because here at the Woods Cast, we are at our at our core petty. Petty. Oh, most definitely petty. I don't know if one would. No, I would absolutely use the term juvenile. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, most definitely. deaf, most deaf. And we haven't even Who's talked funny. about Transformers yet. Oh, we, I, we're, we're going to, though, right? I watched that whole yeah. series. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, okay. We're getting there. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody, buckle up. Uh, but, <laughs> buckle uh, up. Fuck up. Yeah, so the, the, the Transformers fans in you are going to love it. The rest of you need to buckle up. Um, but, uh, yeah, like Ohio, just because I specifically know people in Ohio who are hardcore for Trump and convinced he's going to win Ohio, and I'm not convinced he's going to win Ohio. So uh, I that I've got more. I've actually I'm not convinced won. Biden's going to win Ohio. That's true. No, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I have a really well, pe again petty. I have a bet with a friend of mine that he's that uh, Biden's going to win Ohio, but it's only ten bucks. So yeah. Well, the, hey, that's fine. I I had a similar conversation with a fraternity brother of mine who has recently moved to Florida, and he does not understand polling. Because he told me, first of all, he shared a 270 to win map where he uh, where it worked out that they were tied. 
And I was like, this is so bullshit. It's not even funny. Like, he's giving him, he was giving uh, Trump all three, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. I was like, he's losing by 10 in Pennsylvania. Like, he's not going to get all three. He might win Michigan. Like, that's a chance. Like, he's he's within the margin of error of Michigan. So, like, okay, I'll give you that one. But he was just giving him, like, everything. I was like, this is not going to happen. He's like, I think it'll be close. I was like, I think you're an idiot. And um, then he said, well, I'll tell you right now, when I moved to Florida, everybody hears for Trump. I was like, so everybody that you interact with, you as a conservative. Yeah, yeah has, exactly. Yeah. So everybody yeah. you interact with, you as a conservative, all of your friends who are most likely conservative, they're for Trump. Yeah, shocker. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I get into that argument a lot. Guess uh, what? Most of my Facebook feed is people that agree with me. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. that's some shit. I get into that. I get into that problem here. Some of the big, uh, biggest arguments I've had here um, are I'll, I'll even uh, uh, charge it up a bit and say uh, heated discussions uh, are because I've, I've got some friends here who um, they're great people. They're super, super intelligent, but they've like, you know, and one person in particular has only ever lived in like San Francisco, Boulder, those yeah, kinds of yeah. places, very affluent. Um very very liberal areas like colorado as a whole is not that liberal the, the front range you know when i say that you know meaning like longmont boulder denver the, that area fort collins very liberal but you go east or west in either direction and it's much more much more purple to red so um and i had that to other people like well i just don't see how uh, uh biden could win the election i'm like well that's because you've only ever lived around millionaires in affluent areas. So you're in a bubble like that's like no shit. Everyone you talk to in, in Boulder, Colorado is super liberal. Like, duh, you know, same thing. Yeah. It's, well, it, yeah. I mean, where do we grow up? Shay? We grew up in West Virginia. Yeah. We grew up in Huntington, West Virginia, which Huntington, West Virginia, Cabell County blue always goes blue. Yep. The whole, the rest of the state goes red. You know, mm-hmm. same thing when I moved to Kentucky. Lived in Lexington. It's call you know all these things also track pretty fucking closely to college towns, um, you know Lexington, Kentucky, University of Kentucky, blue, Louisville, uh, blue, rest of fucking state pretty much red. You know it's it's you know these pockets that can or cannot you know it's just it's just a numbers game. Like is there are there enough people um, that that are there enough people in those city centers to outweigh all the people in the rural centers like that that's really the thing it's not a red blue thing it's a urban versus rural thing and that's the, the those people that want to masturbate to the idea that um the uh, electoral college uh protects uh wyoming from california like i always i always ask them what does it what does it protect vermont from because vermont yeah. is just just as big as as wyoming but it's just blue and Wyoming's red. And what they want to argue or that what, what they don't know is that they're arguing urban versus rural values and or like problems. And they don't want to say that because that's a stupid argument to have. Like, that's just, yeah. it's just dumb. And, you know, it, it, you know, tell them like, it's not my fucking fault that everybody in fucking, um, you know, San Francisco votes Democrat. They're, they're just people. They have a vote. Um, Rachel tells me, she's like, I thought you were moving to a blue state. I was like, it is a blue state. Look at, look at how it goes, you know, every election ever. And that's because Chicago has so many goddamn people in it compared to the rest of the state. And like, if you look at how the counties break down, we live in Will County, Illinois. It's uh blue. It's gone democratic for the last couple of elections. Uh, our congressman is Bill Foster. Um, he looks like a science teacher. Um, it's yeah. Um, but no, but like the second you go farther south from our county, it gets red. 
you know, and and there's we live in a working class town, and I'm like Rachel, yeah, there's conservatives here, but just just as as a numbers game, it's gonna be blue. You know, I'm not worried about Illinois flipping for Trump this year. That that that's oh, not. Oh man, a thing. he does look like a science teacher. <laughs> yeah, I googled his ass. Yeah, Google. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot of moving parts here, and everybody's got to pay attention to their part. Um, speaking of, uh, actually, you want to take a real quick break so I can get some beer? Sure, can do that. All right, everybody, you're about to hear some transformer noises. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. You got the touch. You got the All right, everybody, we're back from our quick break. Everybody's got beverages. Um, Shay, we, we have not talked about uh, the other thing, the other giant elephant in the room, which would be the COVID-19 global pandemic. As we record this podcast on, um, oh, shit, I don't think I've said this, recording on Monday night, uh, September 14th, we are, uh, okay, uh, six points, uh, over over six million cases, six point seven five million cases. We have over one hundred and I'm um, sorry, one uh, hundred ninety eight thousand nine hundred and seventy four deaths. Uh, I guarantee you, by the time we release this podcast, will be over two thousand two hundred thousand American deaths. Um, for those of you paying attention at home, that's over sixty six nine elevens and uh, either forty nine thousand seven hundred and forty three Benghazis, or as we on the podcast like to say, it is forty nine. It's over forty nine kilo Benghazis. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that, but it's still funny. Well, you shouldn't laugh at it, but um, I mean, everybody uh, celebrated and remembered nine eleven, and we're talking about how you know we lost three thousand people in nine eleven, and that's the reason I do this. It's because the outrage, the outrage differential is so stark. Yeah, you know, people like if somebody made a off color joke on Friday, which was nine eleven. They would, without a doubt, have been, you know, shouted at and, you know, cancel, cancel culture would have kicked in and everybody had been like, yeah, you can't do that. It's just, you know, but nobody gives a shit about 200,000 people dying of COVID-19. Um, in the last week, you may have heard uh, there are some recordings out there where President Donald Trump, the president now, the president of the country he's blaming uh, Joe Biden for, um said that uh, he didn't want he, he intentionally played it down and did not want to panic anybody which uh, everybody jumped on and said he lied to the American people and I would like to uniformly say no shit like who the fuck didn't think he was lying to the American people like even like when all the experts say like hey this is a very highly contractable disease and the president of the United States comes out and says it will just disappear like things that disappear do like who, who are you going to trust here yeah, yeah, the guy well, with several I mean, med- the guy with several medical degrees, or the person who just told everybody on Twitter he was awarded the Bay of Pigs award by Cuban Americans in Florida. I uh, a that's not a thing. No. B that was a, a CIA debacle. Whatever. I uh, I just also want to make this clear because I always like to preface the, or uh, uh, frame 
frame things with this is that uh, I'm not I'm never saying that uh, if Donald Trump wasn't president, a bunch of people wouldn't have died. I'm saying that if Donald Trump wasn't president, a lot less people would have died. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Like there's um, there was, you know, I you know, it's 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 it, it, and I think I think sometimes when I talk to people, they they, they listen to me because I'm this may be shocking to you and our listeners, Justin, but I can be hyperbolic, especially after a few beers. And uh, it, uh, you know, people think like, well, what would you think would have happened? Hillary Clinton would have been there. I was like, oh, a bunch of people would have died, but a whole hell of a lot less would have died. Um, right. You know, I mean, they, they've already ballparked the fact that if we had instituted a national um, mask mandate and a lockdown, was it two weeks beforehand, uh, 100,000 people would have something like survived. that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's I mean, I mean, of course, those are projections. Those are mathematical models are not perfect, but um Oh, well, that's and that's why I only talk about the deaths because we are not testing at a rate we should be testing. We are just, you know, we. I mean, if I could wave a wand tomorrow and test every man, woman, and child in the United States of America, I would do it, and then just hand Donald Trump the bill because that's the only way you're going to get a handle on this is if you know where the fuck the virus is and quit spreading it. Um, how how do you feel when people argue that uh, the numbers are inflated because? There are people like, hey, this guy died of a heart attack while infected with COVID-19, so it counts as COVID-19 death. Because uh, I see a lot pers- of people trying to downplay the, the actual numbers because there are probably people who actually died from something else, but they had COVID-19, and then my argument is, well, we'll never know because we're not doing enough fucking testing, and we we're don't know. We're not doing enough testing, and I personally would would, would um, lead that argument with, you are a smooth-brained mouth breather. And <laughs> I guess, yes. Yeah, because that's that's the argument, and this is that's the okay, first so, thing everyone I talk to about this comes to. That's so yeah, thing. so so what Shay is referencing is about two weeks ago. I mean, we haven't done this podcast in about three weeks because we've been busy as shit. But two weeks ago, um, the CDC released a uh, not necessarily uh, like a new report, but they released a statistical breakdown of of the deaths of COVID nineteen, and it said that only six percent of people who had died from COVID nineteen had had no comorbidities, which means they did not have another chronic illness that would cause a death. Um, so, you know, the, so the right wing that, I mean, literally the Alex Jones ass hats of the media sphere latched on that and say, see, look, the hoax we've been telling you was there is they admitted it. They couldn't, they couldn't keep the data hidden any longer. So they admitted it. Only 6% of the people that got COVID, um, died from COVID. They died from other stuff. Like they're just adding these numbers up They're You know, they're applying them. Yeah. The other, the other thing that they say is that. There are people who die from gunshots. There are people who die from uh, motorcycle accidents that are counted on the COVID rolls. And that is true. They're initially counted on the COVID rolls because they test positive for COVID. But then when you say, oh, he was hit by a train. Okay, COVID did not kill this man. A train killed this man. And they take them back off. Like, that's a just second step of this reporting. So, yes, I would lead off with you are a smooth brain mouth breather. And I don't want to have this conversation anymore because you don't know how math works. Because... Um, the CDC also says that 60% of Americans have at least one chronic condition that would kill them, like uh, high blood pressure, um, um, respiratory uh, failure, heart failure, things like that. Things that COVID exacerbates. And then something like, uh, oh shit, I think the number is 25, well, it might be 40% of Americans have more than one. So you've got heart failure and respiratory problems or something like that. Man, we are crushing it as a country. We are awesome at being fat and liking foods. But... But that's the point. It's like, is there a percentage of those people who would have died regardless if they hadn't gotten COVID? Of course there is. But that would have been a like sliver of the number of people that died because of COVID. 
And that's, I mean, that's, and that's the reality of it. And people are just stupid if they want to argue the other way. Oh, you got me all worked up. I know. I'm sorry. Watch your blood pressure. Cause I bet we we fall under one of those categories. Right. But that's no, it's exactly what you're saying. I mean, but that's exactly what people do. It's fucking bullshit. Speaking of, you know, how stupid this all is. Uh, Donald Trump on, oh shit, I don't know what day it was. It doesn't matter. It was the other day. He held an indoor uh, rally with thousands of people inside. Virtually no masks anywhere. And this is, and uh, they were fined $3,000 from Nevada for doing it. Apparently the company that he did the, did it in their warehouse, they were fined, like, they broke all the rules of COVID and there were six rules. So he, he broke all six of them. They were $500 fine. So now the Trump uh, campaign has to pay a $3,000 fine. But, um, I mean, this is the kind of event that killed Herman Cain, everybody's pretty sure. Herman Cain went to a the Trump rally, got COVID and died. Somehow still tweeting, though. <laughs> that's fun. Um, I saw that. That's incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. solid. Like, still tweeting out about how it's a hoax, and people are responding like, dude, it killed you. <laughs> You know, that, Dude, you're dead. Shit, I mean, I understand that there's an there is a um, there's an you know people that work behind the scenes that were sure. Herman Cain, yeah. But fucking change the name of the Twitter. So I don't know. Have some goddamn situ- situational awareness. Don't don't tweet it, it's out of hope. I mean that that's the best is like, uh, dude, uh, it, it killed you. So bazinga, crushing it. I don't. What do you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, don't bazinga me. Fuck uh-huh. you. God, um, I hate that fucking show. Anyway. Oh, so we're yeah. going to fight now. Yeah, we're going to um, fight. Uh, the $3,000 doesn't matter. I was like, when they said that, I was like, who gives a shit? Donald Trump never pays any of this stuff. I looked it up. Right now, the Trump campaign owes $1.8 million to 14 cities cities for security and other woo fuckery when he does these rallies. Because they show in, they show up, they do these rallies, he flies away, and he just says, fuck you guys. And uh, there's several cities that have told him you can't come here unless you pay up front, and he just won't come. Um, legit question, because I don't know how that process works. How did that work with previous presidents? Like, do it always get? Sh- I mean, historically, do, do do presidents pay those kinds of bit? Like, how does that fucking work? Because I always see all these articles about how all oh, Donald Trump owes this or that city a bunch of money, but I have. No, and uh, let's be clear. I'm sure he seems like the kind of dirtbag that doesn't pay his bills. But anyway, that's a well, lot that's of rich also, people are like that's, that. That's how you get well, rich. Well, that's also but, another thing. Like he also is is notorious for not paying contractors. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yet. So I don't know, but I honestly don't know if that's one of those things that's like, yeah, that's technically true. He owes the city money, so we're going to report it because that gets us clicks. But also, hey, these other presidents don't really pay cities back either. We're just not going to talk about that. I have no idea how that shit works. The thing that happens is that the campaign writes a check for it. It's just, it just hadn't happened yet. Like, that's the thing. It's like, at some point, excuse me, during the 2016 campaign, I guarantee you, you could have written a similar story about outstanding deaths that the Hillary Clinton campaign had with places that she had done events. Yeah, you know, vendors, sure. Vendors, spaces, you know, shit like that. I guarantee you, you could have written that, that thing. The difference is, is that when Hillary Clinton lost, her campaign just paid all the debts. Yeah. Like, you just pay them. Cause, because, because, I'm that's sure. That's just an operating not, expense. Right. Like, like, I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer. So, I don't want to get out too far on them here. But, I'm almost positive the campaign finance law says that as long as you are still, like, have an entity. Like, um, oh, shit. Um, uh, 
uh, Ron Paul ran for president like what forty times or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> sh- yeah. Well, and and so every time he ran for president, he amassed a certain amount of money. If he didn't spend all of it, he can just keep it in that campaign fund for the next time he wants to run. The Hillary Clinton campaign fund, I'm sure, has some, some money in it somewhere. And if they want to donate, if they want to give that to Joe Biden or you know whoever, I mean, they can. You just can't give it back to Hillary Clinton. That's the big no-no, right? That's the big no-no. You just can't cash out that campaign, cut Hillary Clinton a check, and say like, "Good job, you didn't win, but here's forty million dollars." Yeah. So that campaign, that money just can't go back to to the the candidate, but it can stay in that campaign until or in that account until done. Like so, at the end of the day, you just write the check. You just write the check and pay everybody off. The funny thing is, is Donald Trump just never writes checks, and and he's known for not writing the checks. So everybody just kind of harps on him, and it, yeah. He, well, speaking of campaign finance, he has he has promised to spend however much money he has to spend of his own money to win this election. And like you pointed out earlier, that sounds eerily reminiscent of what I heard him say in 2016. Exactly. He says he's going to chip in at least a hundred million dollars because what I think happened, and this is just me, shit, uh, you know, uh, spitballing here, is that he did not know what his fundraising fundraising numbers were, but he knew they were much less than Biden's. So he was like, so I'm like a mil- hundred million behind. Fine, I'll kick in a hundred million, or at least I'll go on Twitter and say I'll do that. Yeah. So that everybody who supports me and who are donors are like, all right, so we're not behind. Like we're maybe behind a little bit, but Trump's gonna kick in. If you believe that shit, well, I mean, you're a Trump supporter, so you believe all the other shit he says. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know what to tell you. But he didn't do it in 2016. He sure as shit not gonna do it now. Yeah, I mean that's 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 I yeah I you know I uh, the, the the it's so easy to spend your campaign fundraising numbers to make it sound good because no one's ever gonna spend it in a way that doesn't make you sound good. Like well, that. and also it's hard to look up. It's boring. It's I mean. Oh yeah, I'm, I'll sit here and talk about it, but I'm not gonna pretend like I've ever bothered to take the time to look up. That's why I assume you do because I'm sure shit not gonna do it. Well, I'll look up like how much they've raised, how much they've spent, and like that. Then that differential is cash on hand. Funny thing is, when you look at those numbers, uh, Joe Biden has um, like no debts to his campaign, and Donald Trump has several million dollars worth of debts to his campaign. Like you know, like it's just there. It's fun shit. I mean, I think uh, Kanye West just loaned his campaign $6 million, so good luck, buddy. Yeah, fun, fun. Okay, so movies. Speaking of COVID and movies, uh, Anthony (laughs) Fauci's... That's exactly what we were talking about. No, it leads... We were talking about COVID and um, Donald Trump being an asshole about it. But um, Anthony Fauci uh, did an interview, and they asked him, when do you expect to be able to go to a movie and sit in a movie without a mask on? And he said, the middle of uh, 2021, if we have a good uh, vaccine in place. And this made me go, oh, That was not my experience. Because, huh? That was not my experience when I saw Tenet. So um, Shay, Shay has gone to the movie. I have, I, have I, have, I want this on record, Justin. I braved <laughs> a pandemic for our listeners. All the dozens of you out there. Hi, Mom. Uh, that uh, are listening to this podcast. Uh, I, bra- I braved certain death for you. So, you're welcome. Actually, I would like to uh, rebuttal and say that you got drunk and high and went to a movie. Uh, two things can be true at the same time, Justin. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, two things um, can be true at the same time. But there is, okay, 
there are I, I'm not really I wasn't really too interested in seeing Tenet. It, it's fine. It's not great. Uh, but I will I will absolutely talk about the process of seeing a movie because it varies greatly from what I'm reading depending on where you go. Well, and that's the thing. It's like I was thinking about it because like okay. Full disclosure: the reason Shay and I are talking about this because there's like at least four or five movies that we really want to see in the next or that we're supposed to be showing right now and towards the end of the year that are now being pushed back. Um, from uh, I read an article that Wonder Woman 84 is going to get pushed back again. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be in May. Uh, I also read an article life. saying that Wonder Woman, not because of this pushback, but because of the previous pushback, the, the, like people involved with the production were saying, hey, that pushback was awesome. We got to do some more work on it. It is a better movie because of it. Oh, I can totally Which see I that would too, totally yeah. believe. Yeah, and I, now yeah, they're totally pissed because they're like, yo, this movie rules. You need to see it. God damn it. Just give it to me on VOD. All right. That was good. Let's, let's run through this list. And then yeah, I anyway, want to talk about continue, uh, Yeah. Continue. Oh, no, I, I want to talk about your point. So, so yeah, one of one eight four that I'm, I'm pumped for. We got Ghostbusters Afterlife that was pushed to 2021. I don't think there's a definite date there. It was just pushed. Um, we were both super about that. Uh, Dune Dune is still 2020, but it's like in December, I believe. Ah, the trailer. I, yeah, I don't. I, I'll, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I don't. I, I think we're going to go into the fall and see a another real big spike in COVID cases and shit like that. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong that got pushed back to 2021. I mean, a lot of this shit hurts. It stings. And I guess my question is, it's like. Is is it worth it, and why not just release everything video on demand? Because and I, and I, let, let me let me let me let me let me throw my shit out there, and then and then you you rebuttal. When we go, Rachel and I, you know, we're a couple, yeah. no kids, we get to do this shit whenever we want. When we go out to see the movie, it's a seventy five dollar fare, easy. So we 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 find somewhere that has a nice bar, get a get a bite to eat, couple three beers. That's easy, fifty bucks, right? Get you know dinner. Excuse me, dinner and drinks. And then you go to the then you go to the movie theater. There's another twenty bucks in tickets. Then I get we get another ten dollars worth of um, sodas to pour uh, liquor that we are totally not carrying on our person into the soda, and we watch a movie. Whole thing seventy five bucks easy out the door. So like when you tell me that you're going to charge nineteen ninety nine for a movie, and I get to sit in my pajamas. And drink off my keg, or make my own drinks, and make you know hot pockets or whatever. Fuck like, you know, I, I, I'm 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 game, but I know that's not the experience for a lot of people when they go to a movie. And I also don't think that sitting there with a mask on and having to take it down and take a sip of my Captain and Coke, um, which is the only time I drink uh, Coke by the way, is when I go to a movie now. They don't have any other options. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, is I mean, what do you think? Uh, I I'm, I oh, say no, what, what I was going to say to you is that I'm not really going to rebuttal because I agree 100. percent Like, um, originally when the first couple of movies, the, I forget what the first batch of them was. It was, uh, there, was the, there was the Hunt, the Hunt, and and Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn uh, movie, and the Hunt. Well, no, what I'm talking about is like, yeah, and then that one, those ones, and then um, there was also, um, fuck, what was the uh, the kids movie that had it? Would have been a big uh, Trolls Two. So like, yes. when also, when that yeah, right, era, right. when when it when these movies that normally would have gone to theaters and been massive successes probably um, uh, were going VOD, people saw that like me, 
and said like oh that movie's stupid twenty dollars to watch that movie one time that's ridiculous i can't understand that and then someone asked me and i it might have even been you it was like hey how much money do you spend when you see a movie not for the ticket but for the right, entire event right. and i'm right there with you i'm usually buying a ticket for me one other person and then there's you know there's a there's a, a taco shop right down the plaza from the theater so i have food and a bunch of drinks so it's anywhere between like you're probably right like 70 to 100 bucks depending on how how rowdy we get so like to be able to watch it for 20 bucks at home is great for me i'm okay with that but i think the reason they avoid vod is because movies generally make their money on merchandising and it is yeah and and this has been true for years now the um the theater run like paying the ticket to go see the movie all the trailers, all the, the internet hype, all that shit. That is the commercial for the shit that makes money for the people that made the movie. That's the commercial for the Blu-ray sales, the fucking yeah. merchandising, uh, all the that toys. shit. That's where they make their money. So these people, like, for the for for if you want to make money off merchandising, VOD's not great. And again, this is just my understanding of it. But if you just want to cover the cost of the production of the movie and make some scratch, VOD's fine. Um, can we not, I, can we cur- not include all of the previews in the VOD? Like how, uh, that would be really easy. Like you can't fast forward through this part. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm talking I understand. About like, I understand yeah. that the people at the movie theater are going to take a hit regardless. Well, people at the movie theater haven't made movie money off the actual film itself in decades. They're making their money off of, and this is another part of this, they make their money off concessions. So, like, when right, I go right. to the movie theater and I buy a $6 hot dog that's probably 50-cent meat and fucking basically Vienna sausage, uh, a bunch of beers and all this shit, that's where they make their money. So, and if yeah. nobody's coming to the theater to see it, they don't make money. Those right. people will have lobbying groups that, like are affecting some of the oh, yeah, policy and yeah. stuff for that One, shit. Like, I, I believe AMC was uh, had just sued Paramount because Paramount had um, – I, I could be wrong. I know it was AMC, and I'm, I'm almost yeah. positive it was Paramount, but I get this wrong. But um, there was a dispute between the production companies and the film – the uh, the theater company. And uh, um, Paramount, I believe, had said that they were going to, um, moving forward, do uh, you know in uh, theater releases and video on demand. Because of COVID, but I think they were leaning towards that regardless. They were like, hey, shit, everything's digital. Let's, let's see what happens. And uh, AMC sued them. Said, no, you are not going to put a theater, a movie in our theater that's also on, on video on demand. And I, I, I think that's, I don't think that has been settled yet, but Here, I mean, here's I get my thing, concern. man. And I want to be clear like, if I had my way, they'd just do both. Like, if you threw up Wonder Woman uh, uh, 1984 on for me i could pay 20 or whatever to see it on my tv i'd do it because i'm starved for content in terms of like big budget screen superhero movies obviously there's plenty of other streaming bullshit um but uh and then in like six months you said hey it's in theaters now come see it and i don't know i feel like okay so here's the thing double dipping in video games and blu-ray releases is a thing so like rockstar is going to release grand theft auto 5 on the playstation 5 that's like the third or fourth version of that game they're going to make right. millions of dollars off of it i would absolutely pay you 30 or 20 dollars to see ghostbusters afterlife and then go to the theater and see it with extra footage like i would absolutely do that and i bet most people would uh i believe i believe they're making an entire streaming service off of it called uh hbo max 
Uh huh. It's oh, just, man. Just, don't even give know. me. I'm so excited for that four hour Justice League cut. I don't care if two hours of it is the Justice League like getting coffee and going to McDonald's. I want to see it. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'm already paying for it. That's brilliant. I'm already yeah. paying for HBO Max because I'm too lazy to cancel it and I haven't finished Fresh Prince yet. So like <laughs> like that that's what it that's what it boils down to. And then like now I'm like, all right, well fuck it. I'll just pay this fifteen dollars a month until and I don't even notice it anymore. So I just pay for it. And and Colbert report because I don't have cable down in, in my room. So like yeah. fuck yeah, we'll watch a four hour Justice League cut. Let's fucking go. Well, and, and I, I think your point is, is 100% valid because, you know, I know for a fact that I have seen, you know, I mean, you and I are the kind of people that go see multiple, you know, a movie multiple times. Like, uh, it's nothing to do tonight. Let's just go fucking see, uh, yeah. you know, The Quiet Place again or whatever. And, you know, and I, I can't this stress shit. this. I love the experience of going to a theater. Like, I used to go to the theater oh, and the, the, the bar near my house enough that, like, the guys at the theater knew me. Because I was in there once a month at least, and then the guys at the bar knew me because I'm a drunk, and I also like to see movies, so I go in. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, if if God, if they open so back up, experience... I'll go just to just yeah. to throw money at a theater because I love that experience. But not I'm everyone's right like that, you. you know. Well, somebody that's also... got a whole bunch of kids, they don't want to fuck with it. They'll just pay twenty bucks and watch it at home. Well, and and I think that's I think that's a good delineation because like. You know, Rachel and I know all of the bartenders, or we did. I don't know if they still have jobs at the TGI Fridays, which is across the hallway from the uh, Cinemark Movie Theater here in Joliet. Tip your bartenders, anyway. Oh yeah, tip the fuck out of them. But like they, they like know why we're there. They like we walk in, we sit down, order some drinks, probably some. Apps, hey, what are you seeing tonight? If they give you that one, that's yeah, what I get. like they I get know. The, what are you seeing yeah. tonight? Yeah, they know. Yeah, and like uh, the one guy Joe, he's big into all the sci-fi stuff. Like we, uh, like I am. He's like, "Hey, have you seen this?" I'm like, "No, I haven't seen that." He's like, "Oh, it's good." You know, you know, it's like we talk movies, and it's it's like you said, it's a fun experience. I think the people that have kids, like if you are a, if you're married with kids, I think a video on demand option is like spot the fuck on. Like you want to see uh, Frozen three or whatever comes out, like you've got two or three kids that'll watch it. You and your wife can have a spiked juice box while your kids are are enthralled by it. Great. I think where video on demand fails is the single, like the single guy that would go to the movie. Like I I go to movies by myself. I I know you've done that too. Um, I love going to the movies by myself. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're talking. I ate like uh, 80 milligrams of edibles and no 100 milligrams of edibles and went and saw Transformers the movie, uh, the the anniversary edition in theaters, and it was an existential experience. It was was wonderful. Hammer drunk, yeah. Um, But no, like the people that that do that, that will go there, like if they're single, like if you're single, you live alone, and your thing on the weekend is to go see a movie, um, like uh, like our buddy Jay. uh, I'm pretty sure he's single right now, but he loves the Marvel movies. It's like he completely loves him. He goes by himself, watches a Marvel movie, and you know he has a great time. Like that sale is bad because you're like, well, I used to go for eight bucks, and Jay doesn't drink, so he's just going to watch a movie and leaving. Now he might be doing edibles, but that's that's his business. But like he's not getting beers and shit so it's a it, it goes from you know nine bucks or whatever to 1995 like i get that complaint i get that complaint but that's such a small percentage of the people that are doing this i mean yeah i don't know i say drink up that's what i say i you know but again i guess 
Well, it's funny too because like I talk to people like, oh, I don't like going to the theater. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's so much yeah. fun. Oh, it's I great. love it. Yeah, it's fucking great. If I can see Dune in theaters, I absolutely will. Um, well, honestly, I'm... I. I loved going to the theater during COVID and I hate to say that, but like, because of the way the theater spaced it out and the way it worked out for my personal showing, um, it was very reminiscent of when you go to see a movie at the end of its run. And it's like you, your lady and like two random weirdos at one corner. And then like three random weirdos at the other corner, there was fucking nobody in there. And like, like 75 yards between every person. Yeah. Every, and if that's what it's going to be like, like, uh, yeah, I'm into that, but I don't, I don't see that. That's, I mean, that's not sustainable long term because a handful of people that, yeah, I mean, you got a bunch, there's so much labor involved in running a theater. Uh, right, you're never right. going to cover those costs with, with audiences like that. Cause nobody's buying yeah. concessions. I personally snuck in a cheeseburger to, to tenant. So it's like, ah, <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, you that's know. badass. Yeah, I might have to do that because yeah, oh, I was just uh, <laughs> Justin. If you're not if you're not bringing burgers with you to the movie, you're just not doing it right. I mean, I've I've brought in sacks of candy. I'm like, I don't uh, like your yeah. candy. I, I want my candy, but yeah. um, and I bring in like about ten ounces of liquor. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I am kind of preparing myself because I really want to see Dune. Uh, we're not going to watch the. I mean, we're already over an hour now. We're not going to watch the the Dune trailer because it's not. Uh, this is an audio medium, and go watch the Dune trailer. It's amazing. But, you know, I so want to watch that movie that I'm already kind of preparing myself to go sit in a theater, sneak in a cheeseburger, by the way. God damn, that's a brilliant idea. Hey, man, you get yourself lucky. You swing, you swing by motherfucking. Uh, uh, the, for me, there's a Burger King up the road, so Whoppers are two for six. Fucking giddy up. Let's go. Actually, what I might, <laughs> what I might do. Which sounds better? Let's get like twenty nuggets. 20 oh nuggets. yeah, nuggets are solid too. Yeah, that's a very yeah. movie. That's a good movie snack. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm completely ready to just sit there with with a mask on, and just pull it down or up to to drink. So drink. when I saw the when I saw Tenant, the way and I, I don't know if this is I feel like this is more a regal policy than state or anything, but you have to have a mask from the time you walk through the door. To when you sit in your seat and then in mm-hmm. and and this this did work out for us um but in theory there's six feet or more between you and anyone else so like if i buy a seat you know f7 or whatever and f8 then the three two or three seats on either side right, of those right, right. nobody else can out. nobody else can buy right. them they just can't buy right. them so hashtag uh uh, keep this in mind. It makes it extremely frustrating to buy tickets on Fandango because you can't tell which ones are working and which ones not. You just have to click buttons until you fucking get one that works. But whatever. That's definitely a first world problem. Yeah. Um, so like nobody in the theater except a few people had masks on because I think there were like two or three groups. I was in the center and there's someone in like the back, far back left, far back right, like those kind of places. Um nobody had a mask on but if you got it from your seat and you went out into the public areas you had to put your mask on it's kind of similar to how yeah yeah, so um i I was fine with it i'm like you like i've bought some fancy like cloth masks that don't aren't super hot like those shitty paper ones um and uh i'll I'll wear it through the theater if i have to 
you know, that's fine. You know, that's uh, uh, despite what some people will tell you, that's not tyranny. It's just an inconvenience. You should look up the fucking difference, you fucking mouth breathers. Um, you know. Yeah. But uh, and if you're a mouth breather, I mean, you that's... should have a mask on. So hey, look at that. There you uh, go. That's um, that's basically how all the breweries here. Yeah. In same. Work. Same here. Uh, like <clears> for instance, my favorite brewery is uh actually uh uh doing a concert uh, an honest to god live concert of a pretty it's a pretty big get it's uh the guitarist for the railroad earth which is a jam band doesn't matter but anyway they have it set up so it's like you can't buy a ticket you have to buy a table and there's 16 tables each spaced apart and only four people per table and once you sit at your table you can't mingle with the other tables like you're you have to right. stay where you're at for the concert and that's kind of how the general business works too like once you sit at a table you have to stay there um yeah which I'm fine with, and the, the theater's kind of the same way, but you definitely lose some control. I mean, obviously, nobody's watching for people wearing masks in the bathrooms. Um, you know, people that work at theaters make not good money, so I don't really expect them to take on the, the, uh, the, the mantle of enforcing mask policy for people. Like, nobody wants to hassle you while you're seeing a movie about your mask, so I get that, too. So it's not perfect. The one time I went to a movie, yourself. yeah, it was fine. I, I was I was comfortable, and I'm still to the point where, like I go out to breweries a lot, but I only go to places with outdoor seating. Um, I'm not paranoid that's, that's about how it. We are, yeah, yeah, same thing. So like, so like, as someone who hasn't spent any time in an indoor like social like a bar or any of that in like six months, I was comfortable. It's a big open space. There was nobody there. Um, you know, I, that's probably not going to be the experience, though, if people are trying to start showing movies in, like, fucking New York City or some shit. So, yeah, you that's know, true. It's, it's, my, true. my experience yeah. is definitely not universal. No. I, I, I really want to see the Dune movie. Oh, God, I love Blade Runner 2049, and the cast for Dune looks fucking banging. I can't, I'm, I'm yeah. optimistic. So, and I think, I think what you're saying is very on point, because... Yes, it's it's really not up to the movie uh, employees to protect us. It's up to us to protect us yeah. and each other. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I have no problem wearing a mask, walking in and sitting down. And um, I have a couple of those. I, I, I've, I've read reports that those gaiters aren't as good as protection as a mask. But I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen really why. I, I just saw the, the headline. I have a couple of those that are really comfortable. Like, I could wear that. I could literally wear that through the movie. It wouldn't bother me. Oh, gators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for snowboarding and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of those from snowboarding. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, they're very comfortable. I could sit through a whole movie. I just got to maybe, poke, I mean, I've maybe got poke a hole in it. For drinks. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to everybody. You know, here, the like, what I have are these little, like, I get them, they're the, the Hanes, it's basically underwear and a mask of the Hanes mask. Um, I wear a mask to stay compliant with the city codes and make other people around me comfortable. That's the main reason I wear it. I have no illusions about how protective it is. And there's so many people wearing so many, there's so many variants of masks out there. There's right. no way all the masks I'm seeing are effective. Um, it's just, it's just, there's no way. So, uh, I don't really put a lot of faith in the mask itself as a protection, like protecting other people from me and me from other people. I just try not to touch people. I don't know. I don't share beers. I don't, I don't share bowls, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, uh, and I do the social distancing as best I can. Like, and, but you know, if I can wear a fucking piece of paper or cloth over my face to make a, make people or so I can go see a movie, I'm all about it. Let's go. 
Yeah, and and but also if, if they tell not... me, hey, no movies, I'm okay with that too because I get it. Right. I was kind of looking at like, like you were saying, I I love bars and I love restaurants. Oh man, I miss I miss ha- fucking dive bars. Right, right. You miss dive bars because everybody's hugging. Like I'm a hugging machine. You give me five or six drinks and I'm a hugging machine. Get well, over you're a big here. man. That's a, that's an oppressive hug. Yeah, come in yeah. here. Get you in can't here. can't see this, but he's giving me the hug, hug, Bob. I can't. I'm not doing that. I'm the not hug. hugging my monitor, Joe, yeah. so I'm not doing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it sucks, but it's what we've got to do. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that you can't go to restaurants sucks, so you get takeout. Or you drink. Or, I'm sorry, or you cook. And I'm, I have spent years conditioning myself to drink at home alone, so... And I will say this, anytime I have this kind of conversation, I like to preface this. I am a hundred percent aware of the fact that like, when I say like, if you got to shut down, you got to shut down. I get it. I am lucky. I can work from home. Right. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot, like a lot of my friends are still unemployed because they were like restaurant managers and there's just not enough money out there to hire them again for what they need. And that's, that's not their fault. That's the federal government's fault. A hundred percent. That's federal government's fault. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we could do an entire podcast on on what the federal government should have done in in March, you know, sixteenth, which was the last time I was allowed to be on on at my job without restrictions. You know, we could do a whole podcast on that, um, but we won't. Um, we will just we will we will nibble at the edges. Um, <laughs> debates, debates. Oh, oh don't man. do that. That's that's just. That's just <laughs> I'm nibbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you wanted to talk about the debates. I didn't really and... want to talk about it. I just, I just, I was, what I was saying is that like, I don't really start paying attention. Like pay, like, I mean, I pay attention obviously, but I'm not like, it doesn't feel like election season to me until the first debate. Okay. Like, so the first debate is September 29th. Yep. Yep. Um, I can't wait. There are, as always, there are, actually, I don't know if that's no audience, right? Uh, no audience. Oh. No. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be no audience. So it's going to be three. It's good. Well, actually, that's all right. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm saying, I just said, and I don't think I'm correct that there's always three debates. That's always negotiated. Yeah. So right now there are three debates, three presidential debates, one vice presidential debate, and then one debate that I am still lobbying for, which is the kids debate, which is Hunter Biden versus Don and Eric. Because <laughs> that's the one people want to see. And I say that Hunter Biden can take on both of those little dipshits because they're going to try to trigger him. He's like, listen, I have been pistol whipped for crack. Uh, the fact that you have guns doesn't scare me. Yeah. Uh, they'll be like, they'll be like, well, you know, in these days, everybody's so politically correct. You got to fill out a form to ask a girl on a date. Hunter Biden's like, I'm always fucking. I got illegitimate kids everywhere. Like, I don't know what Charles' problem is. Yeah. Um, that's the debate we want to see. Oh, gotta be so um, fun. I, uh, I, what is it? Hunter is it, Biden just, just fires up a big old crack rock and then walks right on the stage. Just slaps him. Whap! Yeah. Uh, yeah. fuck. What is it? It's, there's the, the president's debate on the 29th, which is Donnie and Biden. And then there's, uh, the VP debate. And then there's a town hall style debate, right? Well, okay. So here, let me click that. I like, where, cause where, where an audience gets to ask them questions. I am not set. sure. I'm pretty sure that's one of sure the three. Of all of the, I'm not sure of all of the formats. Uh, let me see here. I, I know for a fact, and this, this is this is kind of why I was looking at this. Um, the uh, Donald Trump campaign's narrative for a while has been that Biden does not want to debate. Uh, they just say that, um, but Biden's Biden and his campaign agreed to all three debates. Oh shit! Got knocked over a beer. Um, agreed to all three debates in June, 
and Trump was the one that would not agree to all three debates because he did not like uh, the moderators. He and he submitted, um, believe it or not, Shay, I know shocker, a list of Fox News hosts and personalities to be the moderator of the debates. Uh huh. But as it sits now, so the three debates is Chris Wallace, who has been busting his balls pretty good, which probably makes Trump uh, very unhappy. Uh, Stephen Scully, who is from CN, uh, C-SPAN, he's the guy that you always see the funny clips of where he's like taking calls and people are like, I think we should, uh, and they just say the most either racist or um, unbelievable thing. He's like, all right, well, thanks for the call. Next caller. Like he said, it's like this deadpan delivery of like, oh, that was racist as shit. Um, Steve Scully, he's a C-SPAN guy. And then Kristen Walker is from MSNBC. She's a um, uh, the White House correspondent for... Uh, Washington, D.C. So, yeah. So, you got Chris Wallace, Fox News, Steve Scully, C-SPAN, Kristen Welker, um, MSNBC. Shouldn't bitch about that. But Biden agreed to it in, in June. Trump finally agreed to it. Um, I have nothing in front of me about what type of the what t- what format it is. I'm pretty sure it's those three. Because pre- I know for a fact that one of them is a town hall debate. Uh, or it's a town hall style thing where there's going to be a select yeah. group that can ask questions and the, they have that. And then the second, yeah, the second, the second one's the VP debate. So I think there's only those three. Um, right. I mean, I'm honestly more interested. A lot of people joke about it because they're like, oh, two old men yelling at each other. Whatever. No, that's not why I'm interested. Excuse me. I'm super excited because I love the idea of a presidential debate with no audience. Well, and that's 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 kind and of, it, it'll be. I, I don't care how it works out. I just because I'll be honest with you, I still to, I'm I'm in the school of thought that presidential debates don't matter anymore. People that like there's not a lot there's not a lot of people tuning into debates that are going to have their opinion swayed either way. It's people like you right. and me who just want to see it because we're we're into politics, which is fine. But it's going to be so interesting to see him, Donald Trump, in a one-on-one debate without an audience because he's never done that. And it's it's going to be You're so exactly right. Yeah, he doesn't have his cuz if you go back and watch the 2016 debates, he usually even if like logistically, you know, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but like she's a smart woman and when she makes a good point there are times when it still looks like she air quotes loses because trump has a line that makes the audience cheer and that's like his thing yeah because because his hooting base yeah does that they hoot and holler yeah and well that's and and people do that on the on the on the left too let's be clear i'm super excited to see how it plays out just because there's no audience because it's just the the candidates and the moderator you're you're you are exactly correct that, that so you know, cool people so will different. cheer for their yeah people will cheer for their candidate but donald trump's oh god like 97 percent of his delivery is based on the the applause lines yep that's how he does it um i, I didn't cut this clip i should have but uh just just in this in that nevada rally he said um that i don't give a shit okay i'm kind of paraphrasing he says that it's not the first amendment if you burn a flag, you should spend a year in jail. And I was like, sweet. So we got fascism and you don't know shit about the First Amendment. Yes. Um, he said that and the entire stadium erupts in applause. Now, first of all, uh, that's wrong. First Amendment completely covers. I was going to say that I remember this being a case that was settled when I was a kid. Yeah, fuck. It was like in the like the early nineties. Yeah, some kid bur- the burning, Yeah, the burning of flag is the First <laughs> Amendment. If you're doing it for a political reason, it's considered for right. Whatever, yeah, you're fine. 
And like, and hey, guess what? You don't have to agree with it for it to be covered by the First Amendment. I don't agree with a lot of stuff that falls out of Sean Hannity's fucking face hole. It doesn't mean I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I get to shut him up because I don't agree with it. Like things that Justin, part of the reason we have this podcast is because we're allowed to say whatever dumbass bullshit we want to say. So hey, hey, I'm all yeah. for it. <laughs> and and we are actively doing it. You know, it, like that's the thing. It's like what what kills me is that the people. <clears throat> I almost made this a point of the podcast tonight, but I'm really, like, honestly worried and disturbed about how fascistic the supporters of Donald Trump are being in that if they agree with it, it's fine and it's Americana. Yeah. If they don't agree with it, if they don't agree with it, we need to we need to hang that person. And it's gotten to a point where it's like, you know, Hey, that guy was killed. It's fine. He was a pedophile. I'm like, well, hold on. He wasn't a pedophile. He had a sexual assault charge pending. He was not convicted. So, you know, just because you didn't like the guy, we can't kill him. Because even if, even if he was convicted, pedophilia is not a capital crime. We don't execute people. It, it, like, oh, it's just it's this whole chain of th- uh, chain of logic where if I agree with them, it's fine. If I don't agree with them, they should be murdered. And that's what it boils down to. I, I, and, I was, and this whole, and this whole thing about the American flag is that same thing. It's like I don't agree with it. Like I personally, Justin Justin Woods does not agree with burning the American flag. I don't like it. But hey, if that's if that's your stick, go for it. You know, yeah. I'm not going to do it, but go for it. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I always I was talking about this with a buddy of mine today or not today, a couple days ago. I. Yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from in terms of like that's fucking scary, but I also think there's something to be said for the people that are like that. Are I, I think I think the lens is 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 angled weird because the people that you hear say that kind of shit and do that kind of shit, I do believe are the vocal minority. Like you're oh, not you're I not agree. gonna get clicks, yeah. you're not gonna get advertisers if you're not showing the most sensationalistic shit. So like. I, you know, there, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it works out because, uh, I'm, uh, you know, if, if, Hold on, can, can I be, can I be, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but can I be very clear mm. in that I am seeing these comments on Facebook? Yeah. Like somebody will throw up an article and the comment is, well, you should shoot that person in the street. And I'm like, how in the fuck is that a, a, a reasonable option? It, like, it's not, you know, but I mean, right. like, I just like I like that's my thing is like Facebook and that that's the thing is that they're the vocal minority like Facebook gives those people an easy platform to spew their bullshit and it's easy to have your feet especially if you, you've got a lot of friends in conservative areas to see that kind of shit and uh, and, and on Facebook specifically because like but not everyone's on Facebook and a lot of people are on Facebook but social media in general I think really skews that yeah, that yeah, view yeah, yeah. yeah I agree I so agree. yeah. But if he wins a second term, then that's different, in my opinion. I mean, we because right now I think a lot escalation. of it's hyperbolic bullshit. Well, we've already seen the escalation of talk about white nationalism just being fucking mainstreamed. I don't, yeah, <clears throat> I don't give a shit who you are if you don't if you don't hear Donald Trump talk about there are good people on both sides when Nazis marched in Charlottesville, you are not paying fuck attention. Yeah, like that's a thing. Um. The the entire discussion about uh, Donald Trump just trying to scare voters in the suburbs about 
people that aren't them coming and living with them. That is nothing but a giant dog whistle. Yeah. About well, well and then and the, let's be clear. Like this is kind of the 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 you know, I say they're the vocal minority, but the other side of that coin, and it kind of sounds hypocritical to say this, but it is it is what it is. To quote our president, uh, that vo- he is not a symptom. He is not the problem. He is a symptom of the problem. That line Yours. of thought yes. has always been there, and now we've got one of the shitty minority in charge of the country, which makes it look like that's how the majority think, and that's not oh. true. I, no, I no, do no. think that's what it is. I think it's a shitty fluke because our system is fucking broken, which is a different issue. Let one of these shitheads become in charge of the country, which now gives credence to that viewpoint, but that is a problem in itself because in the future they can say, like, well, I mean, we're not the minority. The president was a racist, which is not how they yeah. phrase it, of yeah. course. Like, yeah. that's, uh, been, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, uh, I, I think the next election is kind of a bellwether because, like, if he wins again, then it's like, well, he's had four years acting like an asshole and he won again. So, like, maybe a bunch of the country really does want him to be president, but that's not really true because the electoral college is broken. But anyway. Yes, that's that's a uh, we could do an entire yeah. podcast on how uh, the racist roots and the mathematical fallacy of the the uh, electoral college. But before we get off the topic of debates, I think you're exactly correct. Um, I believe he was actually I'm sorry, I believe uh, the moderators even admonished the crowd during the 2016. Debates oh, to dude, shut the fuck up. They, they could. They, yeah. they, I mean, they were very polite about it because they're TV personalities and, you know, whatever. Um which is why I will argue that all uh, fucking uh, presidential debate should be not by news media, but like a third independent commission or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, no, even even in 2016, the the, the moderators um, were like, "Hey guys, shut up!" Like, yeah, but they were just too nice about it. So I think rem- I'll be curious to see. Like, I want to see what it's like without an audience. And then here's the real question: is do they bring the audience back in the future? And I think that will depend on what their ratings are like for a no audience debate. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Well, as, far, as far as the, point. as far as yeah. the major news networks, whether go, they like, come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, mean, they if the make ratings just, are still there, they don't give a shit. Dude, yeah. If they make just as much money off advertising from these debates without an audience, what do they fucking care? That just means they don't got to fly yeah. a bunch of fucking dipshits in from the Midwest. Like are, are, are more security costs. Or yeah, blah, exactly. Blah, blah, so like, there's yeah. no reason to do that. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, like, I don't know. It's going to be super interesting. Like I, I typically don't pay super close attention to the debates because the audience ruins the debates. It will be super, super weird to to watch Donald Trump do his shtick without applause lines. Like, and yeah. you know, I'm sure anyone that pays attention to politics has seen that headline everywhere. Like how it's going to be different for him because, like, you saw that debate where he did one on one with that uh, I forget what the guy's name was but it was just fucking awkward and weird and the but then, Axios guy? Uh, I can't remember what his name the was. The interview? Yeah, it was like an hour long interview. Someone from HBO maybe? Yeah. I don't remember no, was, but I, th- I think it was the Axios guy. The one where he Axios, showed Axios, it was Axios. It was Axios. Yeah, the, yeah, guy, the, grass, the one where he showed grass, graphs yeah. and the guy's like that's but that's not how we count that. And he's like, "Well, you should." He's like, "Oh, yeah, cuz it makes you look better." Yeah. Now, to be clear, there's always going to be that percentage of people who no matter what that guy's what no matter what turd fucking sloughs out of that guy's mouth, they're going to say he did great. So, whatever. But well, I, that's the 35% that says we should build a 2,000-mile wall yeah. on the southern border. Uh hey Justin, just uh, uh, I'm going to check my notes here. Um no, that's not it. That's not uh nope, they didn't pay for it. Nope, did nope. not pay for it. Mexico did not nope. pay for it. Um, speaking of dumb ideas and 
uh, debates. Have you seen the news article where Joe Rogan has offered to moderate a four-hour debate oh. between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? God, um, I would like I would like to. Get I in hate front Joe of you. Rogan, but Hold I hate on. to admit this, Justin. I'm going to throw this out there. I would absolutely watch that, but it well, I do not want it to happen. But if it does, I would I watch it. I would watch it as well, but I would like to preface that with this is a dumb idea, a horrible idea. Um, that would be a dumb format because Joe Rogan pushes back on nobody, even literal Nazis. Mm-hmm. And two, or I'm sorry, three, Joe Rogan is dumb. Uh, yes, he, he is. is. I do not like he that is man. A, he, is, he is a dumb man who has a dumb podcast, and he, um, the whole I'm just asking questions bullshit is such a weak defense about soft-pedaling fucking fascists and Nazis on his platform. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. The level of influence he has and the lack of responsibility he takes for said influence. Um, and also, uh, Shay, have you tried elk meat? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, well, that's what Joe Rogan asks fucking everybody, like it fucking matters. And elk meat and cryo chambers. I love that everybody's like, well, he's just, that's how he keeps in shape. It's like, you know how he keeps in shape? Because he's a goddamn multimillionaire. He does a four-hour podcast every couple of days and then goes and works out with personal trainers that he pays $100,000 and eats eats elk meat because i mean he could eat you know if he wanted to he could probably afford a slab of donald trump's ass if he wanted to (coughs) fry that up and eat it you know it's like i'm always super super entertained when people are like wow they've aged really well oh what are they right um, i'm sorry white rich celebrities yeah it's really hard for them to get you know medical treatment and the best um you know dietitians and you know and we're just we're just gonna pluck a oh god what's her name goop um oh god she's uh in iron man she has a whole health thing that's just like steam in her vagina and everything just pluck her out of the, out of the whole mix and they're all just you know they have money they have they have resources no wonder they're gonna look good when they're 50 i'm not gonna look good when i'm 50 i'll look good uh, now what is her name uh she pay, played pepper pots she has that stupid ass health health website uh goop a modern lot gwyneth paltrow Thank you, thank you. I'll draw on a complete blank. All right, fun stuff. We got we got to finish this off. Uh, Shay, are you watching the boys? Have you watched uh, that show? I am up to date on the boys. That's that's fun shit. It is Man, fun shit. One of the things I've really liked about this this season, and it's not necessarily a good thing, but it just cracks me up. I feel like there's a lot more moments where they're like, bro. These are my feelings, and I need to tell you how I feel. Like, right, right. Like, like especially not not the superheroes, but the normal guys like Hugh, Hugh and all those guys. Like, this is how I feel. Like, and it's like, and then also question mark. You really hurt my feelings. Was, you're you're just, not respecting me as a person. Did Butcher just live under a bridge for three days? Like what? <laughs> I loved it. it was, I, yeah, it's fun. That whole scene with the whale was incredible. <laughs> Oh, it's so over the top. It's so dumb. It's... I love that one scene where they, they're introducing the new member of the Seven, and then Holmander's just like, well, yeah, what happens if, I don't know, this happens, it just fucking crushes the guy's ear, so he's deaf. Oh. Yeah, it's a fun yeah, one. It's... I'm interested. Um, I'm on to it. It's actually what, um, do you remember the really shitty movie with uh, Professor X and uh, Angelina Jolie wanted? Yes. Have you read that graphic novel? No. That's what that that movie, The Boys, is what that movie should have been because in in Wanted, 
the villains have won. They've systematically eliminated all the heroes, and they run everything from like a cabal underneath the government. You know, basically they're the layer below the government. And so, like, uh, you know, I believe in the graphic novel, they're like, you know, if you just want to, you know, rape and murder an A-list celebrity, they'll cover it up for you. They'll make it an OD, you know, like, so they, yeah. just, they just do whatever they want. And it's super graphic and it's super real. They have a clone of Superman that they call Fuckwit. He does the opposite of everything you say. So everybody around him has to be very careful. Like, hey, Fuckwit, don't open that door. And he'll open the door for him. But, like, if you say something wrong, like, oh, yeah, twist my arm. He'll just twist your arm off. You know, like, any kind of turn of phrase he doesn't understand, you know. And uh, so that, I, I watched that movie thinking it was going to be that, gra- that that really dark and gritty graphic novel. It was not. I was very upset. But The Boys is that. It's so much fun. It's so much, you know, you know if you were raised a superhero from birth, you would be a sociopath. Oh yeah, it's great. I, I well, it's funny because one of my, but it is interesting because one of my friends, his feedback was like, I don't like season two because there's not a villain. I was like, the villain is Vought. Oh, the super. It's yeah, it's, it's 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 the company. I mean, it is it is, and it, I don't know. I really like it, and also just throwing this out there for anyone that hasn't read it, if you love the if you love Homelander and you love the idea of a Superman analog that is just a huge big ass psychopathic dickhole you need to read irredeemable because that shit is incredible exactly irredeemable is that it's an entire comic premise about basically hey this what is it the plutonian is his name in that but he's superman he's he's called a plutonian yeah and he, and is he a basically has a, a psych uh, an emotional break and decides like uh, for instance at one point in the comic he decides earth isn't grateful enough for him so he flies up into the atmosphere and burns the symbol from his suit onto the continental shelf with his heat vision and kills like half the population of the United States or something stupid. So like, it's very good. Uh, and then it goes into his, like you get his, or like you get his origin story. That's very, you know, obviously it's a fucked up parallel to Clark Kent's origin story in the sense that like Christian fundamentalists find him and they think he's a demon baby. And it's, it's, ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. You need to read it. It was, uh, you recommended it to me. I read the entire thing. Every now and then when I need just something to dip back into, I read it. It's, there's a, it's, it's there's amazing. another series that's from the same guy that's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, uh, it's something similar, like irreprehensible or, or redeemable. I don't know. Fuck. But it's the opposite idea. It's that the Plutonian's arch nemesis, his Lex Luthor, has like a finding Jesus moment and wants to be a good guy. And the whole comic is about him going around trying to help people like, no, 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 I'm trying to make up for what I've done. Like, and nobody trusts him. Hmm. It's really good. Uh, and, and because I mean, we, we kind of, yeah. we kind of did that in DC a yeah. couple times, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Well, it's just, but yeah. you know, because, but because it's not a DC property, it's, it's like its own thing. They kind of play, have a little more fun with it than they would be able to with like Lex Luthor or something. So it's solid. It's worth reading. Yeah. No, it's it, Shay's exactly right. Anyway. It is amazing. Yeah, they, they, uh, all all the superheroes spend most of the comic hiding from the Plutonian, like trying to try to set things right. And yeah, like, like you know, like nobody can talk about him. When they talk about him, they whisper because if he's listening, he'll like you'll just get a fucking laser blast to the face. Like, but he's not in charge of the world. He's just this omnipresent force that everyone's afraid of. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, it's not like he's an agent of the United States. Even the United States is like, ah, we, we really got to worry about this guy. Yeah, like, fuck, fuck, dude. Like, when they make policy, uh, they're like, okay, we'll just piss off the plutonium. Can we do this? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> um, So I finished uh, Attack on Titan. 
Good man. Good it's man. Weird. I love that ending yeah. though. So they're basically the Jews, I guess. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's, it's it's a weird one. <laughs> like I thought it would be more existential than I think that's why I liked it. It's very literal. Like, it's a very literal thing. Oh, no, it's extremely literal, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, if you inject the spinal fluid of a titan into this person, they become a thing until they eat someone, and then it's a thing, and it's like... Yeah, yeah, kind of like one drop of their blood makes them black. Yeah, it's... it's, I don't know. I really, really liked it, because typically a lot of animes go in the opposite direction. You're right. It's more like like, uh, Evangelion. It's much more existential than this, but I I, I really liked how literal that was. Um, Well, and also, it, it... it set up clear boundaries. They were like, okay, so there was a kingdom and everybody who had the bloodline of the king and the, and the royal blood could, uh, you know, uh, had the powers, the, the specific powers of these specific titans. Um, if you did not have the bloodline, you were just turned into a dumb titan. And yeah. then the king, the king just like took his immediate family and ran to a an island and set up what you thought was the entire world of Attack on Titan. Until like what the second to last episode of the of of the current you know run, where yeah. you learn that like every, everybody else on the mainland's like yeah the assholes over there they, t- they took our titan powers, and so every now and then we eject t- we inject regular people with titan spinal serum, and uh, kick them in that direction and say good luck fuckers. Yeah, no, it was it was an interesting, and I'm really looking forward to the uh, oh shit, that'd be the fourth season should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, yep, that's fourth and final season. Yeah, fourth and final season looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, uh, I appreciate your uh, recommendation there. Um, uh, before we talk about Transformers, we got uh, The Walking Dead is going to end. Have you seen this? No, I have not seen The Walking Dead since like season four or five. So I have, I am up to date except for the current season which would be season 10. I just yeah. had too many shows going. Jesus so Christ. Got... There are 10 seasons of that fucking yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, and I say it... that as a huge supernatural fan and they tapped out of 15. So like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that show is lame. Um, but, uh, no, like, and much of the, uh, walking dead has done the, the, you know, the kind of a loop story arc. Like they will follow the comics like verbatim for a while. They will spin off into their own world and then they'll come back and, you know, like the, uh, the producers, you know, Kirkman is one of the producers, like they, you know, introduce things like the woods and the whispers and all that shit. And so it keeps looping back to the comics and the comics just ended. And I believe at 193, if I'm not mistaken, like without a satisfying ending, or like, like, what do you mean? Oh no, it was it was pretty, uh, it was it was pretty satisfying. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to spoil it here for you, you know, if you're ever gonna read them. Uh, eh. But uh, well, I mean, it 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 did a jump. Um, it did a jump forward in time where um, Carl was a grown adult, and the um, it was actually a really interesting ending. They did a jump where uh, Carl was a grown adult. He was living, you know, he had a, a wife and kid and the um, zombie problem is pretty much solved and it solved so much to the point where you have traveling like carnival shows where the they would travel with the, the undead and they would show people the undead. And Carl was like, why are these fucking things in my town? Like a guy came, he's like, why are these things in my town? They're dangerous. And he was like, oh no, we just gotta show people and you know, well Carl kills them and gets put on trial for you know, destroying a man's property. 
So it's a, oh, it's a really that's kinda, a pretty yeah. sweet. I'm into that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that's kind of like I mean that's like World War the like the whole idea behind World War Z the book is that it takes place ten years after they've figured it out. And that's the thing right. I always love that I don't like about a lot a lot of zombie fiction is like I refuse to believe that this is not a problem we wouldn't solve. It would take some time, but there's a lot of guns and there's a lot of people out there that love shooting people and we would eventually just yeah, kill them all. Like, it's just logistics. Yeah, it's just logistics. It's logistics. So like, that's fun. I, yeah, I'll, I'll never sit down and read those. I don't care enough, but that's fun to know that's how it ends. I think a lot of them end like that. Um, I think Kirkman just had decided like, yeah, I'm done with the story. Yeah, yeah fuck like, it. Ah, it's fine. Am. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. But, um, but yeah, like I said, the, uh, the show uh, loops back to Kirkman's, uh, Kirkman's, um, uh, comics over and over again and, and goes off on sound. I mean, like, like some of the, like, uh, uh, Carol was dead way earlier in the comics. Daryl does not exist in the comics, you know, things like that. You know, people get so butthurt about this shit, but, um, no, I, I have watched, uh, all the seasons, you know, some are better than others. It's all fun. I mean, I mean what, what do you want? Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I have not watched any of the 10th season because there are just too many other shows. So I'm going to, I think I might dip into that tonight after we finish this podcast. So I can watch the, you know, start the, the, uh, the 10th season. And, um, but it's going to go one more season. And then of course we're going to have a, uh, just an absolute, um, splatter fest of fucking spinoffs. They're already talking about doing movies with, uh, um, Oh shit! What's his name? Rick Grimes. Rick. Yeah, for sure. You know, that that actress going to do some movies, and then they're already talking about a uh, uh, Carol and Dale spinoff. So it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing this shit forever. Well, we'll see. Spinoffs have a habit of burning out before they ever get off the ground. We'll see if that actually happens. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm fine with it. But yeah, that that kind of that, that kind of struck me as some news. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you have watched the uh, Transformers War for Cybertron. Sure have. What'd you think? Uh, it was fucking solid. I think uh, it's it's. <laughs> I love the animation style. It's this. It's it's great. I, it looks great the whole time. Um, they've got this. Nobody nobody is pristine. Everybody's everyone's all up. fucked up and scarred and beat up. It's kind of cool. And like, yeah, the only um, the only uh, ones that actually look air quotes good are the main cast that you already know. And then there's all the different seekers in the background. Like they've got the same model for not really for the, the Autobots, but for the Decepticons, the same guy that's a bunch of different colors. Um, yeah. They, well, in the Autobots, they do. It's a, it's a transformer named Cog. So for the Autobots, you've got you've got um, Sideswipe, Ironhide, and Cog. So the, those models are all through the Autobots. For the Decepticons, they use uh, the seekers, of course. Um, and then you got Impactor. There's a bunch of different versions of Impactor in different colors. Yeah. Um, whatever, whatever his model is. And then the camera guys, uh, they were, they were the, I, I, I think I looked this up at one point, but the, the Decepticon, that was a camera and it was three different, it was three different guys. They look identical, but they combined to form a camera. Yeah. And that model is all over the place, which Okay, fine, whatever. I understand that you're you're literally looking at animation costs and trying to keep it down, but I really did. I have to say, it, I really did enjoy seeing so many seekers just all over the place. Because in the cartoons, growing up, there were like six. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you only saw like three or four on screen at one time, and now there's like dozens upon dozens. So when like Starscream screams like seekers to the air, like. 
dozens of motherfuckers jump up and like fly off. It's like, oh, that's cool. I don't give a shit who you are. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It's it, it it's funny because it's it's definitely pulling more from the comic book lore than the original show did because obviously a lot of that came later um, with like Megatron in the pits and all that shit. And yeah. uh, it is funny yeah. because it's very at times it seems that like the, the product it seems aware of what it is like it is still a Transformer show, but other times it's a little overly dramatic for my taste and it's really fucking oh, funny wow. like where they're just like we've got to end like I told I texted you I was like man a good drinking game would be to take a shot every time someone says end this war in that show yeah. it's fucking yeah. great but I loved it it's a lot of fun. I watched it. Uh, I watched it through a second time just because I was just bored and didn't have anything to do. So I watched it a second time, and like like I told you, like my, my favorite part is the Guardians, Omega yeah, Supreme, yeah. and at, at least there's at least two other Guardians. At least you see you see three. Um, yeah, uh, you know, spoiler alert here. You know, at one point Optimus Prime goes to consult the Guardians. If you're not, uh, you know, keen on uh, uh, Transformers lore, the Guardians are giant robot giant autobots i guess they're they're not they're not anything they're not autobots or decepticons they're just the guardians they're giant robots that protect cybertron if anything i'd say they're like elementals like they're like yeah they're they're like gods kind of it's a it's a little murky there it's fun though well the way the way i would explain it is there's 13 titans that were built to to spread Cybertronians around the galaxy. The Titans are, imagine the city of New York standing up and walking away. That's yeah, a Titan. Yeah. It's, a, it's a city. A Guardian, imagine like four or six blocks standing up and, and, and walking away. Like, they're they're smaller than the Titans, but they're, you know, six to ten times bigger than any, any Transformer. And they're just there to protect Cybertron. And, like, there's more than one. And that, that's the thing. In the cartoons, there's only Mega Supreme. Like all the other guardians have been destroyed, so if we're gonna have a a Transformers universe where we got multiple guardians, and maybe you can have the, a Decepticon guardian, oh fuck, I'm there for it. Like a big fucking, uh, big fucking purple, purple one. Yeah, did the Decepticons have guardians? No, uh, the the only one that's ever been in the cartoons or the comics was Mega Supreme. He was the last guardian, yeah. and and so, but in this in this in this universe, we got at least three of them. Um, yeah, so uh, just fucking fun. apparently just chilling in the fog, just fucking. Yeah, pulled. I don't yeah. know what they're doing, but yeah. They wouldn't take a side in the war oh. until Omega Supreme decided for Cybertron. I'm about to smash some motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, shit. Should we wrap this up? I think it's about time. You're Probably. I'm sure people have tuned out a while ago. If anyone's listening. Uh, well, it's okay. That's their problem. We do this for us. I, we do we do, do this it for us. us. Yeah. This is this is this is our this is this is our entertainment value. Boom. We are gold. Until we start getting sponsors, then I guess we'll have to change up the show. Yeah, for sure. Still waiting on a check from a, a Mr. Adam Strider. <laughs> he said he he said he wanted uh, he wants to have the Woods cast in the pocket of Big Adam. I was like, whoa, uh, that's got some some connotations there, buddy. Ooh. But ooh, Big Adam. All right. Uh, as always, we hope you enjoy this. We enjoy doing it. We have a we have a, a fun time uh, going over the news, talking talking shit about what we're watching, what we're playing, and uh, just uh, I get to reconnect with my little brother. Shay gets to uh, I guess see my pretty face. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say gets to is that's that's fine. I, I see it. I endure your face for the for the course of the show. Yes. Shush. Um, 
you can, should be able to find us anywhere you find your podcast. Uh, you can shoot us a line, questions, comments. Uh, you know, you want to, you know, I don't know, send us dick pics. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, any type of engagement. Uh, we're, we're, you do, uh, just engagement. so you know, if you do send us dick pics, I think I'm going to pledge this right now. Justin and I are going to review your dick pic, and it, it will just send you a direct email. So Ooh, we can talk about that. Yeah, That just, is a new rule of the podcast. Yeah. If you send we us will, a dick pic, we're going to review your dick. So. Yeah, we're going to criticize it live on air that's or be impressed by it just be like whoa Ooh, look at that hammer yeah yeah <laughs> uh we get a note so this guy calls it the gavel <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway you should hit us up it's uh twitter at woodscast1776 uh facebook same thing at woodscast1776 and then email is the woodscast1776 at gmail.com because fuck Alex Jones and his entire shtick. Uh, we are on so many more platforms than he is. Crushed it. And we're crushing We're not making as much money, but we're also not getting sued half as much as he is. True. So that's how that We'll works. see how that comes out in the wash, man. You and I may end up coming out ahead just because we're not getting sued into oblivion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, hey, Shay, between the two of us, we got five bucks, which is more than Alex Jones has. Boom. Yeah. All right, so anyway, remember what Captain Hydra says? Seize the means of production. Seize them!